Father, I pray that the words in this message find a place in the minds and the hearts of those you are calling to be a part of this expression of your body. Give them ears to hear and a heart to obey it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, my name is Gary Amaralt. I'm the uh, founder of Tentmaker Ministries. I'm going to pour out my heart to you for the next hour or so uh, and talk to you about uh, what I think is probably the most important thing in my life. And it's been the most important thing in my life, in my heart, for the last 20 years. That's about when I got saved, almost two decades ago. It doesn't seem that long. It seems like just yesterday, but... uh, It's been uh, over 18 years since I've known Jesus, who redeemed me, who ransomed me, who uh, captured my heart on Valentine's Day about 18 years ago. My conversion experience was one of those Pauline kind. I was on the road to Damascus, you know, ready to kill some Christians, and God said, that's enough. And uh, he created a win-win situation on Valentine's Day. He won my heart and turned me from an enemy to a lover and uh, and I became uh, I went from a from a hater a real hater full of hate, full of anger, full of resentment, full of bitterness and he, uh, he, he, he removed that in a day. He removed alcoholism in a day from a prayer, one prayer on Valentine's Day totally changed my my life the first three days of my conversion I was in perfect love I mean perfect love I believe if Satan had come and said Gary if you find one person on this earth Hitler Charles Manson Stalin someone like that to hate I couldn't have done it I, I believe it was really, in those three days, it was impossible for me to hate. Couldn't have done it. At the end of those three days, that feeling of love went away. And I was still in euphoria for the next three or four days. For about seven days, I was really flying. I mean, I was high. And at the end of those seven days, the, the, that intensity of love almost returned to normal. And I thought I had done something terrible. I thought that I had grieved the Holy Spirit or quenched the Holy Spirit or committed some cardinal sin or something. And uh, from from that day forward, I was on a search, a hunger, to get back that that dimension of living in, in that expression of love that I had in those first three days. I tried to explain to a lot of pastors and, and, and Christians what went on in those first three days and the, the intensity of it, and most people couldn't relate. But, but that hunger uh, for that expression has never left me. Uh, as a matter of fact, in recent days it's grown because I believe the Lord is showing me a, a dimension of that love of the first three days that in the days ahead I'm going to experience something even more powerful than that. The first few months of my conversion, uh, there were so many miracles, 
so many powerful supernatural things that happened in my, in my life that I believe I could have written Acts 29 and it would have flowed just like the other 28 chapters of, of Acts. It was full of, of tremendous miracles and awesome revelation and incredible understanding. It was wonderful, but it left. I was apparently almost immediately gifted with some kind of a, an evangelistic kind of, a, kind of gifting. All I could do was talk about Jesus wherever I went. I would lose business accounts because within five minutes, if we were, if we were discussing something, the subject was going to change to Jesus. I didn't know how to shut the, that flow off. And to this day, I still can't. Um, if we talk, it won't be long before the subject is, is, is Jesus Christ. There were days, I don't know how long it lasted, but, but when I mentioned the name Jesus, it just automatically welled up tears. I mean, just the mention of his name brought, uh, brought tears to my eyes and joy. Anyway, that, that, that love, like I said, it, it went away. And I was on a, uh, a chase. I was on uh, a quest to find this thing again. And before long, uh, various different churches uh, wanted me as a part of their fellowship. Like I said, I was very evangelistic. So they like those kind of people because people like me bring other sheep in. And before, before I knew it, I found myself attending sometimes up to seven different churches in one week. I might be in a Baptist Bible study on Wednesday, on Thursday, maybe a Quaker uh, prayer meeting, on Friday, a Catholic charismatic healing service, on Saturday, a Messianic Jewish service, and on Sunday, uh, maybe at a, at, a, at a Pentecostal church. Uh, for the next five or six years, I would go through literally almost four, probably a, uh, very close to 400 churches. And you name the denomination, I probably was in it. I was in the Catholic, the Orthodox, all the different various Reformation type churches, Presbyterian, uh, Calvin, the uh, Wesleyan type churches, Holiness, Pentecostal, Church of God, Church of God in Christ, uh, even some of the quasi-Christian like, uh, like Mormon. Um, I couldn't get enough of, of uh, of uh, you know, trying to find uh, this this love expression in a people, in uh, in in a, in a in a group of people that that also said that they loved Jesus Christ. I was looking for, you know, what I experienced in those first three days, uh, in some group somewhere. It wasn't too long before I found myself pretty much in in the charismatic kind of expression because my heart was was hungry for love. It was hungry for worship. It was hungry for joy. It was hungry for peace. All of the fruit of the Spirit were just so full and so rich in me in those first few days that uh, that I was looking for for that in a people, in a corporate expression. I didn't find it. What I did find was, uh, was a lot of denominational doctrines, a lot of traditions that varied from one denomination to the other. 
It wasn't long before I had to wrestle between once saved versus uh, you could lose your salvation. I had to wrestle with whether tongues were from God or whether tongues were from Satan. I had to wrestle with uh, whether uh, to be baptized in the name of Jesus or in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, or whether sprinkling was the right way or whether um, immersion was the right way. I had to wrestle with whether the worship day was on Saturday or whether it was on Sunday. I struggled for the first three or four years with, with so many different denominational differences that, that most Christians can't imagine it because most Christians are usually pretty much raised in a particular church and they don't deviate. Or, or maybe there may have been one dramatic time in their life maybe where they went from Baptist and maybe they uh, all of a sudden uh, uh, got filled with the Spirit and then they, they became a charismatic. Most Christians do not go through church after church after church of various different types like I did. But I went through, you know, about 400 different churches. Did you know that there are in the world over 30,000 different denominations of Christianity? 30,000 of them. And they all have different traditions, different rituals, different articles of faith, different creeds, different church governments. And while in uh, the ecumenical realm and in, uh, in terms of publicity for the world, they, they, they try to maintain a, a semblance of unity. Um, believe me, when you go into each of them, they are violently different and they will not have uh, very much to do with each other, only in the sense of uh, for, for PR. But, uh, but the various different denominations of Christianity are very different from each other. Anyway, after about five or six years of, of going to all these different churches and trying to find this expression, this reality that I experienced uh, at, the, at, uh, at my conversion, I, uh, I came to the place where I just uh, became disgusted with, with what was going on in my life and disgusted with the, the churches that I was in, we were, you know, to be honest with you, we were just a bunch of hypocrites. We were a bunch of self-righteous hypocrites pretending to be something that we weren't and pretending to have something that we weren't. I knew that what I was hungry for, um, I had lost it. I didn't have it. And the more I participated in traditional churches, the more frustrated I became, the more self-righteous I became, the more uh, frustrated I came, became, until I finally got to the place about six years into going through all these different uh, denominations that I finally cried out to God and said, I've had it. I quit. I was better off as an atheist than what, what I'm going through right now. And I just you know, was driving down I-70 um, in my car. And one day I just said, God, that's it. Just kill me right now. Send a lightning bolt down. Just strike me and take me out of here. I know I'm going to heaven. I don't want to play this game anymore. I'm tired of being a hypocrite. 
I'm tired of being a Pharisee in the midst of a bunch of other Pharisees, including the leadership. It was on that day when I said I've had it, I quit, kill me, that God sovereignly put a set of booklets in my life that made me take a look at some things in all the different denominations that I had been in, that made me take a look at some teachings that I had swallowed. And these booklets basically said that what I was swallowing was not only wrong, but what I was swallowing was poison. And the reason why I was so frustrated and the reason why I had become uh, self-righteous, hypocritical, feeling like a Pharisee was because I had swallowed a bunch of doctrines of, of uh, demons and traditions of men. And I, have, I had mixed law and grace and didn't know it. I had been swallowing leaven and didn't even know it. And I had fallen in that same path that Paul warned in Galatians, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Having begun in the spirit, are you now going to be perfected in the flesh, that is, by the law? I didn't realize that in most of the denominations that I was in, they had fallen from grace. Grace was just a word. What we were really under was a various, thousands of different don'ts and do's and traditions and rituals that had nothing to do with the Word of God. It had everything to do with traditions. And I didn't see it. I didn't recognize it. About that same time, I uh, went to uh, Phoenix, Arizona. There was a convention there where there were uh, a group of, uh, of, of great TV evangelists and healing ministers, you know, Reinhard Bonnke, Benny Hinn, the, the, the Jacobs Power Team, uh, the who's who in the, uh, the TV personalities that were uh, specialists in, in, in evangelism. I wanted to go there because in my heart, not only was there this intense desire for this incredible love, but there was a desire to share that love and to reach the world with the gospel. And I thought by going to that convention, maybe I would learn something or maybe some of the, uh, their anointing would come off on me. So I, uh, uh, I didn't have a lot of money at that time. What I did is I designed a bunch of uh, evangelistic kind of t-shirts that I was going to sell at the convention and um, to pay my way there and to, uh, and to pay my way back. So I designed these t-shirts, got into my little Ford Festiva, and drove to Phoenix, Arizona to become, uh, to, to, to go to this huge convention. There were thousands of people there. I went there, set up my booth, and very quickly, you know, was hustling my, my t-shirts. Very quickly, I, I sold them for two for the price of one just to get them sold so that I could go into the convention and watch, uh, these people perform. At that convention, there was uh, Benny Hinn who was blowing on people and, and knocking them down. There was the Jacobs Power Team and they were taking pieces of steel and bending them and taking huge bricks and breaking them. 
There was Reinhard Bunke who showed a video of a, of a crusade that he had in Africa where there were hundreds of thousands of people. And he showed a video and this camera panned these the, you know, thousands and thousands of black faces. And he shouted in, in this video the word hallelujah. And when he said that, hundreds of, of people fell apparently, or it, it, the camera made it look like, that these people fell from the power of, of his yelling uh, out the word hallelujah. I saw all this stuff and all of a sudden it was as if the Holy Spirit took the roof off of that huge convention center and he raised me up and let me see this whole thing from a totally different point of view. What I saw was a circus and I was a sideshow. I was one of the product salesmen. I saw a carnival. I saw a Broadway act. This thing wasn't real. It was showbiz. And I was a part of it. I was devastated. Utterly devastated. If you don't have an evangelistic heart, you, you may not appreciate it because here it was my drive to become one of these people and then God shows me this is not me this is vaudeville I was just totally undone I left that convention center uh, exhausted when I go traveling I don't sleep very well and we it was a three to four day convention I was tired I left that town and I uh, as soon as I got out of town, I was going to look for a place, a, a motel to stay. And, uh, and I drove for, uh, for a couple hours. And uh, where I tried to find a motel, there, w there were no rooms. Apparently, there was a convention in that area. And that whole region, uh, the motels were all filled. And I drove and I drove. And every place I went, there was, there was no place for me to stay. And I, I, I finally just said, God, you know, I'm just going to drive until I, I can't drive anymore. If you want me to drive you know, through the night, you're going to have to give me some strength and some power because I don't have it. And he did. You know, he sent his Holy Spirit to me, and, and, I, and I had that strength to, to continue on up uh, through the Colorado mountains. I, I, and I went to, uh, to Denver, Colorado. And as I went to Denver and was going to head east on I-70, at that point, the sun started coming up. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, Son, today you're going to see the first sunrise. Today you're going to see a sunrise like you've never seen before. And the Holy Spirit began to show me a sunrise from a spiritual point of view. And I can't get into all that he showed me because it would just be too long. But I'll leave you with one thought. As I saw the sun coming up, before the, before the sun actually broke the horizon, I could see everything. I saw perfectly from the reflected light of the light coming, uh, bouncing off the atmosphere and coming into the, into the, uh, you know, the, the, the car. I had perfect vision. But when that sun broke the horizon and the rays came directly at me, something different happened. For, at that point... It became hot in the car. I had heat. 
I had life, if you can hear it. So there's, there's this dimension of actually...